0: On this episode of Diggity, a video game podcast, we discuss the Red Dead interview fiasco, new features are coming to Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, and Obama hates Pokemon? Let's jump into it. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13. Spooky. <laughs> I'm your host, Jeff James. As always, we'll be, is the luscious Brody.
1: What's going on, man?
0: Not too much, man. You know, if we waited one more week and we did no shows and we failed miserably for our community, we would be able to do episode 13 on Halloween.
1: Yeah, but yeah we would. But
0: we're consistent. Mildly consistent. <laughs> so much so that you can find us mildly consistently on social media. Follow us at Diggity Podcast on Twitter and also at Diggity Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts, wherever you listen. We're pretty much everywhere. Um, You can't escape us. We will find you. You will be forced to listen to us. So please subscribe to us, leave us reviews, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, And today's podcast is brought to you by the one and only, incredible, amazing Audible. Diggity listeners can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash diggity, D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. And let me just say something right now. Knowledge is power. Am I correct, Brody?
1: You are correct.
0: What does Audible give you? Knowledge. That's right. And that ultimately gives you power. (laughs) And who gave you that knowledge and that power with this exclusive offer? Diggity. That's right. Get wrecked. Audible. That's damn right. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> audible incredible service. You can learn whatever you want. You can waste your days away. You know, maybe you're in debt. You want to download some Dave Ramsey book, I don't know. Maybe you want to go <laughs> learn up on some Pokémon, go download a book on Pokémon. Maybe you want to, you know, I don't know, whatever whatever book you want to find generally speaking, honestly it's on Audible. And someone with a beautiful voice will speak to you. Some are weird voices. I actually found a book on there where, like, the guy kind of sounded like Gilbert Gottfried. And honestly, it kind of helped more when listening (laughs) to the book. But regardless, everyone on there has got an incredible, beautiful voice. Books are now read to you. This is 2018. Actually, no, hold on. You may be living in 2018. When you got Audible, you're living in 2036. Books read to you, bro. So jump on over to (laughs) audibletrial.com slash diggity, (laughs) D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. and you get your free audiobook download that's right, free you can just get a free book and you can leave if you want you don't have to stay you don't have to pay anything you can get in there and be like yeah, you know what I want to uh, I want to uh, I want to you know, get this this, I don't know some book on on Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> it's probably a terrible <laughs> book but I want to get this Sonic the Hedgehog book great, cool you can get it bro no problem if you head on over audibletrial.com what uh, about
1: like a Star Fox book and somebody has to voice Slippy
0: Oh, yeah. You can get a book on... Yeah. I've always <laughs> Hit me up, Nintendo. Um, but anyways, yeah. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial um, at audibletrial.com. Thank you so much, Audible and Amazon, for supporting the show. Now, with this being the Friday show, uh, the Tuesday show, we covered kind of what games are coming out this week. And we did a damn good job at it, as always. Um, <laughs> with the Friday show, <laughs> I'm introducing a new section called Diggity Deals where we're kind of showcasing kind of some sweet kick-ass deals out there for gamers uh, where they can pick up a couple things. So I'm just going to run, run through them real quick here. Uh, Red Dead 2, uh, you can get a copy of that for free with an exclusive PS4 Pro bundle available at Walmart for 3.99. which that's a pretty kick-ass deal. So if you don't have a PlayStation 4 Pro, you've been thinking about it, definitely go pick that bundle up and you'll get a copy of Red Dead 2 for free. I mean, who does not want a, a free copy of Rootin' Tootin' Shootin' Cowboys 2 with their new PS4 Pro? I can't think of a damn person that wouldn't want to pick that up. I've even thought about it. I mean. Oh. Um, nah, I can't get on <laughs> PS4. For a, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, we got to all man. play on Xbox. You, me, and Craig. Yeah. Also, yeah, I feel true. like at this point in the podcast, too, like people might think Craig's imaginary. We have to have him on the show one time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we do need to get him on there.
0: Who's he, this Craig guy? Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, some other lawyer deals. Craig. Yeah, exactly. Lawyer Craig. Uh, other are going to get
1: split in half by two horses in about a week
0: hell yeah I'm rooting tootin too <laughs> <I'm> too <laughs> cowboys too um, other deals Okami HD in the Nintendo eShop is $15 that's an awesome deal Overcooked 2 on the Nintendo Switch eShop is only $20 that's a fantastic deal Like that game just came out didn't it not too long uh, yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah not too so, long that's at awesome. all um, Monster Hunter for Xbox One and PS4 is on sale for $30 at Target and Walmart so that's a good deal Um, And probably the best deal, uh, aside from Red Dead uh, 2 for free, is actually a deal for GameStop, which usually gets a bad rap, but there's some crazy trade-in offer values going on right now. So you can get a $200 credit towards the purchase of a new Xbox One X uh, when you trade in an Xbox One original console, uh, which that's a great deal. Uh, You can get $250 credit towards the purchase of a new Xbox One X when you trade in a PS4 original or slim uh, Xbox One S or a Nintendo Switch. Uh, and the best one of all, you can get a three hundred dollar credit towards the purchase of a new Xbox One X when you trade in a PlayStation Four Pro. Which is insane. And yeah. as I'm reading this some <laughs> the show notes say eat shit. So I guess I have to say that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, essentially it's a it's a deal, you know, put on from Microsoft, um, with GameStop, basically, you know, trying to get you to to only play Xbox. Um, you know, I honestly, um, it's a great deal. Uh, if you've been thinking about the Xbox One X, um, you know I don't know necessarily if I'd trade my like a PS4 Pro for the Xbox One X to get $300 nah. credit towards it. That's kind of I mean it's kind of moot point at that point. But if you have an right. original Xbox, like $200 credit towards getting the X, that's fantastic. The Xbox One S, which is what I have, uh, is kind of you know iffy uh, on that end because I'm like, well, you know, what am I really upgrading for? Because also along with all this, right? You need to purchase, you know, 4K TV, which can be a pain in the ass right. and that's expensive. So,
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still rocking the uh, the OG uh, Xbox 1. Like a day 1 Xbox day 1, one, one even. Scene. Yeah. So, I'm considering it, but I don't know. But you have a it, PS4. It's Pro. got me this far. Yeah, I got the PS4 Pro. So, I, I don't have to have it, I guess, but for the Xbox side of things, it's uh it would be nice to have that One X.
0: Mhm. And those are kind of the diggity deals uh, for the Friday show. So um, let's just jump right on into news. Uh, first piece of news is that uh, there's a new kind of feature, and guess you know, in the game in 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 Pokemon Let's Go uh, Pikachu uh, and Let's Go Evie. Um, so Pokemon Let's Go will introduce a unique challenge during its post game. Uh, scattered throughout the world of Kanto are expert trainers, each one of the master of a specific Pokemon. Uh, you can challenge all one hundred and fifty one of them, which is that's a pretty high number um, so basically they're they're called master trainers and the only value you once you've bested the elite four and taken down the Pokemon League. So this is, again, post-game after you've done pretty much the story mode and everything. Um, With your champion belt in hand, you can go through the Kanto region once again to find these characters. Uh, They're designated by a thought bubble above their heads, uh, showcasing their favorite Pokemon. Their favorite Pokemon also happens to be the only one on their team, as well as the only one they're willing to square off against. So basically, this is going to make people do a lot of trading, um, a lot of catching. Uh, It's going to cause a lot of Pokemon Go catching, for sure, uh, through the mobile app. And uh, it's going to bring longevity to this title, which was people's worry anyways, because people were kind of afraid that the story uh, was going to be quite short, if I recall. Right. Um, so this brings a little bit more of you know replayability to it um, uh, with the post-game. Yeah. 151, I mean, that's that's a lot. And also the fact that's that... That's
1: a hell of a grind, too, Yay. man. I mean, especially if they're like, I don't know what, uh, level 50? Who knows? I, I don't know what level they're going to come in at, but if you have to... Grind out and get that many Pokemon up to level fifty. That that would that's be that's a long time. That's a hell of a grind.
0: Yeah, and I also I, I'm not a, I think it's kind of to be honest with you, I feel like it's kind of boring because it's one on one. and it's the same Pokemon.
1: Well, and in that trailer, um, they actually showed that the the enemy that or the the sorry the rival tra- trainer here um, they. So say they're using like a Squirtle or something, I, yeah. I don't know, but, um, they, they can use moves that those Pokemon typically would not use. Right. Just Which to kind of, cool. to However, make it even harder than, you know.
0: You don't get their Pokemon after. So it's right. just like, you're just going around beating people. To become a right. master trainer.
1: Right. But, uh. It does. I mean, you're gonna to have to grind even above that because if they're able to use a, a move that would be a weakness for that Pokemon, generally, I mean, that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a real pain in the ass. Yeah. So, so we'll, but, we'll have to see what,
0: what you know comes about that. I'm also of... curious
1: how to, how are you gonna do this with Pokemon that aren't worth a damn, like Magikarp or or Ditto? Like how how are you gonna fight show with a those? Magikarp example too? Yeah, I'm curious about that. I mean, for for those of you that don't know, uh, Magikarp can only use a move called Splash, or Tackle, I guess. Um, But his Tackle does, like, nothing, and most of the time, the Magikarp you find don't even have Tackle anyway. Or um, he can use Splash, which literally does nothing. And then for the Ditto side of things, Ditto has no moves inherently, but can transform and turn into another pokemon but if you have to fight that ditto with another ditto now you're ditto turning into ditto with still no moves so (laughs) it'll be interesting how they do some of that i i wonder if they're going to allow you to use these generally kind of useless pokemon in a in a new way like if you're going to be able to teach them you know simple moves or it'll be interesting to see how they implement all this
0: yeah. Um, are you still feeling like good about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee or no?
1: Um, I I don't know. I I'm not like extremely excited for it, but I I'm ready for it. I mean, I'm like we've talked about it before, and I'm gonna pick it up regardless. Um, just because. I want my boys to get into it before the one comes out next year. Yeah. So if uh, if I can get both my sons kind of playing it and stuff, you know, next year comes around, then they'll be excited for the one that comes out and and get into that. So I think more so than anything, I I think I'm buying this one more for the kids, but um, I'll You're still play sure. it as well. Yeah, and and I'm still gonna play it as well. Just you know, because. Uh, mm-hmm not necessarily yellow version, but, like, red version and blue version way back in the day. I mean, that's... I grew up on that, man. I, I played the absolute hell out of blue, and so, um, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool just to see what they did with it and see the differences and, you know, uh, some of the, the things that hopefully carry over into the next game and some of the things that don't carry... or hopefully don't carry over into the next game, mm-hmm. um, and, and, I mean... I feel like if we're going to you know talk about the next one um, and then bash on this one or wh- however it ends up going down, I, I feel like I need to be at least knowledgeable about what the game brought that I liked and what the game brought that I didn't like. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that are just getting outraged and pissed off, and they don't oh, even know what the game's actually going to be. I, I mean, that's the internet it. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I'm not... There's been enough changes in mechanics and things that I'm it, I'm not sure I like necessarily, but I'm also not going to knock it until I play it. And no, for sure.
0: I'm thinking about picking it up. and uh, I don't know if on launch day, but I'm thinking about picking it up and uh, playing it. I think it's a good tie over for... Yeah, now, until you get to the re- the real time right next year. but uh, Right,
1: I mean, I'm not going to religiously play this for the next year until it comes out, but it'll be a nice little time filler in there to, to throw in with all the other good games coming out. And yeah, and I don't yeah, really be know fun. if I'm
0: going to do, like, I, I probably wouldn't do this Master Trainer thing if I beat the game.
1: Oh, no. I, no. I'd probably do, like, <laughs> one or two of them. And then, yeah, yeah, the the, the, the ones battle. there in, like, Pallet Town, yeah. you know, well, <laughs> right there or whatever. Exactly
0: what you said with Magikarp. Like, you go into a Magikarp battle, and your Magikarp can only do Splash, and then the other person uses Magikarp. Magikarp, Earthquake! And it just, like, fucking annihilates you. Or you use, like... Yeah. Like, what? Focus thunder Punch? Shock. Focus right. Punch or something, <laughs> or, like, Psycho Boost, or um, some other one, like um, Moon Blast, and shit Ice like Beam? That. Iron Tail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Um, well, mine use Splash. He's really good at Splashing, and... Yeah, Does you can, nothing.
0: You can get water in your eyes. Yeah, um, but uh, that'll show you. Yeah, no. So, uh, I mean, I think I'll still pick it up. Um, I don't yeah. think this announcement really like stunned anybody. I think it was kind of. No. Like a, I think if anything, it was another one where people were like, "Whoa, that's kind of weird."
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a. I don't know. It, it seems like such a monotonous way to try to get. To, to expand the life of this game, like, it, it's not exciting. It's I mean, it's okay, but it'll get old really well, fast when you start grinding out some of those shitty Pokemon right. up to, up to you know, whatever level you have to be. I, I don't know what the level is for that, you know, or what yeah. they are, or if they're going to scale or how it's going to go. But in one way, shape, or form, I mean, there's going to be a grind to even get that Pokemon to the point that it's usable, let alone... um able to to win that battle
0: right and like i would have i wouldn't have mind this if like you defeat a couple of them and like they're you know they're themed by category by by like type or whatever and then you unlock like a shiny or something like that or you unlock yeah like a, a pokemon that you can't get unless you have that but this is just literally like a
1: carrot at the end of the stick i mean something yeah. to work towards and i'm sure there will be i mean I in the past most of it. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the past for finishing like the, the Pokedex, you know, catching all of them in, in that game, like you would right. get, get something. So I, I would think if you're going to put in the work to do something to that level, I'm sure there might be something. Um, I, maybe they're just trying to keep it secret. Maybe they're just trying to keep it, you know, or make it a surprise, but I don't know. I hope there's something cause that is a lot of, uh, a lot of hoops to jump through for nothing.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see how it uh how it does, my friend. Um so aside from that, uh you purchased something.
1: I did recently. I did. I Probably against my it. better judgment, but uh I'm I'm interested. Um I'm so too. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it, buddy. Uh <laughs> so I caved and I bought Call of Duty, uh Black Ops four. Um I've been interested uh, since it launched, and everybody was ranting and raving about it. And that was one of the games that I was not... It wasn't really on my radar until about the time the beta for Blackout released. So once the beta for Blackout released, and everybody was talking it up and saying how excited they are for it and this and that, I was like, well, um, I guess I'll start paying a little bit more attention and so I I've kind of kept an eye on it and it's kind of been in the back of my mind whether I wanted to pick it up or not and then once it released and for the most part, I mean, everybody's talking it up. And he, even people who have said that the multiplayer has been stale mm-hmm. in the past, they, they've said that the multiplayer has gotten better. It feels better. And um, yeah, and, and IGN, Blackout is just incredible. Yeah, IGN
0: um, gave the multiplayer – because I think we talked about this last show or I think a couple shows back about IGN was splitting up the reviews into the multiplayer and right. Blackout. Um, which we disagree with, but nonetheless, the multiplayer got a 7.8 out of 10, um, and the blackout uh, game mode got 9 out of 10, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, Metacritic, yeah. it has an 85% on Metacritic. Um, mm-hmm. And it has an eight out of ten on digital trends. So take with that, you know, take that right. With whatever you want.
1: And mind you, yeah. that that's without a story mode too. And people yeah. have a hard on for the story mode. Yeah, I mean, that's people would take
0: without a story mode and, and just right. multiplayer and and it's got a ton of mode.
1: Yeah, I, and I mean, but that that's not all that unheard of. I mean, no. really, I mean, you look at Overwatch. I mean, there's there's literally just multiplayer in that game as well, right. and just. Um, so I, I don't, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I, I did not ever think that I would be picking up another Call of Duty. I've pretty much boycotted the, the series for a long time now. And, um, I, I don't know if it was just blackout or I don't, I, I don't know what exactly drew me so much to this game. I, I think, I think there is the, the spot that I'm trying to fill as far as PUBG, um, because, you know, I I wanted PUBG to be so good, and it was so disappointing, and so, and I like the, the idea of the Battle Royale, I think it is a, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that playstyle and that, that style of game, um, and I think it's a lot of fun when it works properly. And so you get a glimpse of it working properly from Fortnite, but I think we're on the same page where we're just not really fans of the the real cartoony style and a lot of the other things that Fortnite brings, but uh, more of a realistic style like PUBG. And, and, and so for Call of Duty, which is usually very, very well known for their shooting mechanics and the, the polish on their games... Uh, to to do this game mode i i feel like it's actually done very well and i'm really excited to play it <laughs> yeah with all this being said i have not even actually gotten to play it yet i'm planning on playing at least a few rounds today and uh, i'll i'll dive into it this weekend but we'll get into that later
0: so. mm-hmm. um and kind of a sidetrack on this uh before, after cod um you know I, I i'll say a couple things on this on this topic that you know I, i've thought about getting it um yeah really on on just blackout mode blackout mode seems to be right what i kind of wanted of a battle royale where like PUBG, we've talked from a graphical perspective and performance perspective at least on console um is not very good obviously pc people up there would be like well you need to play on pc and I, I get it like you know the technical limitations of what the console can do is there however there's a lot of shit that happens on pc for PUBG that's just ridiculous yeah yeah it,
1: like, it doesn't run very smooth on on pc either i yeah, mean yeah correct
0: um so blackout seems to be that because fortnight like i'm not really a big fan of like the art style and the style and the gameplay style of fortnight blackout seems like it's kind of down my alley so i'll have to see i think it's still right now for me in my thoughts it's it's kind of like a see if it goes on sale around black friday yeah. and if it does right. hey you know and i'm there and you know i feel like spending maybe maybe it's like 45 bucks or whatever 50 bucks even if it's like 10 bucks right. or, or something like that then yeah maybe i'll pick it up um but Aside from that, right now it's kind of just kind of sitting in that shelf for me, and that's honestly. Right. Here's the thing: if Red Dead wasn't coming out in a couple days, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I know. Like I'd, pro- I'd probably go pick it up, but right. I, Forza Four came out. Like I still have to put more time into that, and you know, have you it, gotten in that a little into bit. it? Yeah, just a little, little bit. bit. Right. Um, right. But we uh, hadn't talked about that. So yeah, I was we, we talked about that in a little bit. Um, but you know, like if that wasn't in the way right now with Red Dead, um, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, seventy six. Like there's a lot of stuff be, coming out this year, man. Yeah. Like I, but, I would be willing to, but it's just there's so much shit there and I'm like I can't allocate like I've already yeah. decided and, and stuck with Red Dead, like I'm committing like a shit ton of time too. So there's oh, yeah. no way Absolutely. that I can confidently go buy something like this and be like, Okay, cool, like I'm gonna get my sixty bucks worth. Because a game like that isn't, I'm gonna get sixty bucks worth. It's like, I if I'm gonna play this and blackout, like I want to get really good at it, right? Like I want to put a ton right. of hours into it, and now you just can't with with the yeah. kick ass games coming out. So,
1: well, and I I agree. I probably should have waited because uh, I could have waited at least a week, and Red Dead would have taken over, and I probably could have made it until Black Friday without even thinking about it. Yeah, probably pretty easily actually, but the I don't know. It, it was one of those things that. I just, I'd been thinking about it and tossing it around and watching videos and reading reviews and right. I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go buy it." No, and <laughs> I, right. like honestly too, on my
0: end, I've been like, "Hey, like this looks like a really good game. This looks like what yeah. I want battle royale to be for me." Oh, absolutely. But at and then at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, Jeff fucking do it like, you know, oh
1: trust me i've been having that battle for we're for like, what a we're like a like, week and, days, and a half now seven yeah. days or six days away
0: from from red dead coming out so it's like right you now come on just hang in there red dead's oh, coming yeah. out you're getting it you know as soon as it comes out you're getting it day one like just you know just push through it <laughs> you can do well, this well good then,
1: news is i did buy it on xbox because there was that hope that i was going to drag you and at least you and you with passed, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that's the thing too.
0: And I want to touch on this before we get into the actually next topic. I want to bring this up. and I know we didn't put this in the show notes, but I do want to have a discussion. And that is about Fallout 76. So yeah. Fallout 76 right now is kind of a mixed bag right now. they basically yeah. doing the stress test that we talked about um, last episode um and people are finding that the technical performance isn't very promising um there's some stuff going on where people are not too happy with with certain things like people are saying that it feels uh empty and lonely uh they're saying that the ai is not very good obviously uh, yeah. full disclosure at the, at, the, at the start you know this is still you know by all intents and purposes uh even before a Right. So right. It's, it's still going through its stuff. They're saying that. Yeah, because the beta
1: starts, what, the 23rd? Was that uh, when the, the official yes, beta started? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, and then, you know, they're saying Fallout 76 has ugly graphics. Uh, they're saying combat and uh, VATs aren't made for multiplayer. Uh, they're saying yeah. there's plenty of potential for it. However, this is sounding a lot like an ESO. Right, where Elder yeah. Scrolls had the same issue where it came out and people were like, what the hell is this? And then over the course of time, it became better. However, the start of ESO still is not fun. Like you and I right. jumped into ESO and we were bored within a couple hours. And we're like, yeah,
1: the beginning you know. is your normal grindy, just low level bullshit. And it's just it's not fun. It, yeah. That's there's no Here's, fun in that. They're fetch quests. Yeah. Run in- here, do this, run back. Like, yeah. So
0: here's some quotes from IGN. This one comes from it. It says that complete lack of a human presence in the early hours left me constantly feeling as though I was chasing shadows rather than actively participating in a story. Um, Saying that the the camp system, uh, hoarding and grinding for supplies and building materials, how much time can actually be spent on this repetition? And is it rewarding or more importantly, will it actually be fun? Right. Uh, Fallout seventy six can be large, can be played largely solo, but this is a game that's designed on a social experience, and may depend on what stories you and your pals create and discover with each other and strangers. Um, right. So a notable issue with Fallout three was its AI units, which made the problematic uh, combat mechanics even more annoying. But this is something that improved with with um, with sorry with Fallout four, um, and according to VG two uh, VG two four seven, it's gone backwards. Uh, in Fallout 76, and in their experience, enemies tend to run straight at you. They also know that dismemberment physics are scaled down too. Now, these can be fixed, right, before it launches. Right. Um, so uh, VG247 uh, says, again, uh, Fallout 76 is really about players, so at least some of the encounters, should you find players frequently, um, you know, be worth it. But the bulk of the gameplay in the non-NPC, no human characters world of Fallout 76 will be against AI units. Whether they be wildfire, monsters, or the scorched enemies that actually use weapons and cover, from descriptions of boss battles made challenging at times due to vast differences in players versus AI levels, a lot of this gameplay can turn into kiting enemies around or kiting one type of enemy to another with the goal of having them fight each other, which that's just brutal. Um, On the graphics standpoint, it's pretty interesting. So they write that a nuclear fallout shouldn't be visually appealing, and the fallout series has never looked particularly pretty, but it's arguably never looked uglier. And more dated than it does in some of the Fallout 76 gameplay videos and footage coming from its preview event. Uh, explosions, shrubbery, character models, etc., look old in a way that makes us fear for the game, the game engine, and netcode required to make Fallout 76 a smooth online experience, especially on consoles. Now, this is especially evident in the laughably bad nuke that went off during the preview session. Something that we expect will be refined due to feedback, if not before launch, certainly afterward. Um, they said as long as gunplay and movement work well and if Fallout 76 easily supports high frame rates, then the visuals won't matter too much, especially compared to other large-scale multiplayer survival games. And they say that it's something that we've not seen too many from AAA developers, the world itself, during the day and from a distance, looks rather appealing to us. So, you know. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, that's, uh... you know,
0: people are also saying that the, the, the HUD, the heads-up display in-game, is just a mess. There's just shit everywhere. Um, if you know, oh, I, I would definitely suggest to people, please go out and do a lot of research on this one. And I'm not oh, saying absolutely. that it's going to be a bad title. It's just fundamentally they've changed what Fallout is going to be in this specific Fallout title. Yeah. And with that, I would doubt that this is the way that they're going to move forward with the next Fallout. I think that they're going to kind of interchange back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But... Yeah. Or this is going to be a product that stays out there for you know like six years or seven years like ESO and it just gets you know incremental updates, but the thing with this is what I'm seeing, man, is like the HUD absolutely is insane. Like straight up, thirty percent to forty percent of the screen is gone. Damn. To just I I actually have not
1: looked into this at all. (laughs) To
0: just a ton of stuff here. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you.
1: All right. Yeah. Send send one over real quick.
0: To show you the HUD, but you can see you've got. Oh like, my god! Yes, you've got your challenge, you've got your compass. It's terrible. Fine. But in the top right, you've got like you know, obviously your missions um, and your challenges, and the bottom you've got like your buddies, all this kind of stuff. It's unclear again through settings what you can get rid of, but yeah, like it's, it's pretty insane.
1: Um, Dude, and that- even the graphics look like. I mean, they look pretty rough. They almost look like Fallout Three type graphics. Yeah, uh, not even Fallout Four. Not and Fallout Four was not necessarily a beautiful game by any means. I mean, it it's your normal Bethesda kind of game. In all honesty, but and I and I enjoy F- Fallout and Skyrim and uh, the the Elder Scroll series or whatever. But uh, it it looks rough. It I, like they said, you know, in that IGN article, the it's we they've gotten away with it in the past, but you can definitely tell that the engine is dated and it's it it's not gonna fly for much longer. Or else these games are gonna just not do nearly as well. Right. And, and they'll still make money because I mean at the end of the day. When somebody hears that the company that uh, came out with Skyrim is making another game, they're gonna jump on it. I mean, that's that's just the way people think, or or even just you know Fallout Three or Fallout Four or whatever. But um, I just all of my concerns about this game are coming to life. <laughs> so
0: I, I will say this: I saw some videos where the graphics weren't too bad.
1: Yeah, um, but I know in that I screenshot it looked a little watch, rough.
0: Watch that the the quick couple seconds here you'll see kind of the nuke come out and just like the graphics from the nuke thing is just terrible like the rocket comes out and then you get this like beaver clip or whatever <laughs> and you're just yeah like it's it it's it's pretty interesting
1: yeah. Do you think that's how it's going to look in game like when when a nuke goes off or is that yeah, just okay, like so
0: go a to, go to 4 minutes and 42 seconds. And you'll see kind of like they're they're kind of perched up on top of a of a ledge and you'll just see like what happens to the nuke. Okay. And like it just it kind of just comes down.
1: Oh god, that looks terrible. That looks like it came straight out of a Nintendo 64 game. Right. That is bad. Oh boy. Right. Now
0: the hope is that that's obviously changing. <sighs> yeah.
1: Um, I would hope so. But this I mean, is what you get with multiplayer games,
0: right? Like you yeah. you need to put this giant asset in game that needs to happen live, real time. Everyone else needs to be able to see it.
1: God, and that was that was posted on October 8th. That gameplay.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of the explosions and stuff, like they said in this article, it's just not up to par. Like, when the dust starts to settle after the, um, you know, fallout, it is just, it's, it's, it's horrendous. I mean, that's right. really the only thing. When you get into the well, dust, it's fine. Everything's, like, yellow and, like, burning and stuff. It looks cool. That's great. Well, well,
1: and as far as the asset thing goes that you were saying, you know, for uh, that's not really an excuse. I mean, in in all honesty, cuz no, if yeah. you look at a game like Battlefield, they have a giant zeppelin flying through the air and if it gets blown up, everybody sees that thing get blown up and crash into the ground and explode everywhere and I mean, granted Battlefield isn't necessarily the most gorgeous game in the world either. I mean, it, it's no like Detroit Become Human or anything like that, but it it is still A pretty damn good looking game and it looks incredibly better than that and and for the fallout 76 i mean they only have to show this across you know eight different people so it i mean it's still a huge asset
0: like pc probably i can't tell for sure
1: yeah Man, that's that's rough. I, I, and the thing is, like, I I obviously want this game to do well. Oh, and because I think this game as a multiplayer game would be a blast. You know, It'd have a have a team of four people that load into a game and run around and have a blast. But it, it in a way, um, obviously, it's very different. But in a way, it does kind of remind me of how Sea of Thieves was when it when it launched. Everybody was excited for this awesome multi multiplayer cooper- or cooperative sorry uh <laughs> someone, wrote, sorry, someone wrote this
0: is like Ark without dinosaurs
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. and then
0: people are like this looks like a multiplayer mod for fallout 4 that some amateurs made
1: yeah oh, but and and, and sea of thieves had this this feel of you know it's going to be an awesome cooperative experience you can get in there and get play with a bunch of buddies and end up uh, being a half-baked it idea. I, granted, it's better now, supposedly, but um, I just, I fear that this is this, that Fallout's going to follow the same so path. this is a it's PC just, video,
0: too, by the way. This was oh, PC.
1: That's even worse, man. That sucks. Yeah. I. Oof. I don't I, know,
0: man. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, this is what happens, yeah. man, when people get ahead of themselves and say like, okay, so let's build a massive world based upon this, you know, based upon IP. I think everyone would have been fine with a single-player Fallout.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, people people love single player Fallout's. They love single player Elder Scrolls games. I mean, I if anything, this year has proven that single player games are not dead. I mean, you look at God of War, you look at Spider Man and Tomb Raider, and all of these crazy single player games that have come. out. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like people are eating these games up. They absolutely oh, love absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah. And I. I feel like Bethesda... I I, I mean, I I appreciate them trying to venture out of their comfort zone and do something new, but at the same time, if you're going to do that, I mean, you you need to do it well. Um, This half-baked... Like, that explosion was awful. I'm pretty sure I've seen better explosions on an N64 game. That's just garbage, and I don't... I don't know, man. Uh, there's no human NPCs in this game at all. Um, it, I I understand how this game c- could feel empty because it's supposed to be a giant map, and there's only eight eight people in this game, and um, uh, and that's other players. And I mean, you you could potentially play this game for hours and never see anyone, which is usually okay in a single-player game but that's because there's npcs i mean there's there's something going on yeah
0: with the ai they're saying is just brutal right and it's like okay great that's not you know that is not promising like if the ai people are kiting them and just basically getting them to fight other enemies that's that's just brutal man like that's i don't know how this is gonna do honestly i think this is a complete crapshoot at this point
1: yeah yeah the yeah, I was concerned like before, but it, once you showed me that video, I'm even more concerned. Definitely waiting until some no, some I reviews mean, come out on this one, 100%. Yeah,
0: I think uh, people are definitely going to... I think a lot of people are going to hold off, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think so, too. With this game, after seeing that kind of stuff. Unless they can really fix things quickly and turn around quickly and, and come out with some like really kick-ass video. But that was PC footage. And the mushroom yeah. cloud, it's a okay, it's a figure <laughs> speech that it's a mushroom cloud because it looks a little bit like a mushroom. This thing looked like a fucking portobello that was red <laughs> in the game. Red, this red not, with a
1: little bit of orange. It didn't even have texture on it, man. It was literally a colored shape.
0: No, that's something like I would expect on like a three D S and Charizard like is is firing off like, you know, a fireball like that on a three D S.
1: I I think even some of the animations on the 3DS are better. <laughs> oh shit. Dude, I just god, that was You know like, here's the thing. That was I'm not
0: bashing it. I like Fallout. I love yeah. the best. I think they're a brilliant right. company absolutely brilliant organization, like Zenimax and all that. It's just an incredible company and and where they came from to where they are now. But like I hope they fix this shit cuz that is not good. That is not good up against like a Red Dead, which you know for sure. That the like this thing is going to take a lot of people away from Red Dead if it was like shown off really. Yeah. And keep in mind that's the shit that they said this is good enough to give preview, like this is good right. enough to show off as the first stuff. Like they had, um, they had the uh, kind of funny games cast with Best Buy and Bethesda showing this off for preview last night.
1: Really? Yeah, I'll have to look into that. It's pretty but... interesting. So. That's crazy, man. I, I And the thing is, we're, what, four days away from the beta launching? So, I mean, that'll be very telling For as well. Who once... already
0: pre-ordered it, how many people think cancel pre-orders?
1: Because right. uh, well, <laughs> uh, Probably quite a few. I mean, if if you already have the game pre-ordered, I'm sure you're looking into, I mean, a lot of people are probably going to be looking into a lot of different things. Um, I mean, I
0: guess the problem is, too, now with pre-orders, you can pretty much, like, you put $5 down and you get your beta code.
1: Right. So, right. Uh, and I actually even thought about doing that, but um I don't I don't know I don't know. I could I could probably do that I guess, but <laughs> go into GameStop today and would you put five dollars done.
0: Honestly I don't even yeah. want to try that. Once bed, you I
1: cancel it, before it, before. it you don't lose your five dollars, you just no, have to transfer I, I, it to another game. I know, I just But like, it would for scientific purposes it might be good.
0: Might be decent. <laughs> yeah. It. Um in totally oh, boy. unrelated news. And we should talk about this after Pokemon Master Trainer. Uh, <clears throat> former President Obama doesn't like Pokemon. So in a, ver- in a video urging people to vote, uh, Obama tries to dispel many of the common excuses that people give when explaining um, why they don't go to the polls. And the first he says is, you know, the biggest excuse is I don't like politics. And, and that's obviously true. right? Um, with a lot of people. Uh, in regards to this, uh, Obama said, look, I don't care about Pokemon. Uh, Then he said something about how, you know, politics and Pokemon isn't going away anytime soon. Uh, And then he continues to, you know, urge people to vote, uh, which obviously is important. But in, you know, in the meantime, he also broke the hearts of millions of Americans (laughs) because he (laughs) said he doesn't like Pokemon, which Uh, I totally took Obama as being that guy like walking around doing Pokemon Go at the White House. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In his free time. Here's the thing about voting, too. Definitely go out and vote. If you actually, like, complain about
1: Right, 100%. If, if you, go out and vote.
0: Yeah, if you if you actually want to see change or you like the way things are, whatever it is, no matter what your political focus is, go out and vote. It actually is really, really freaking important. Right. So definitely go out and vote. But yeah, in regards to this, um, yeah, I guess so. he doesn't like Pokemon. And the internet just like lost their shit about it. And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> Obama doesn't like Pokemon.
1: So I've been on nights this week. I have to work nights for my job this week. And yeah. uh <laughs> The first thing Amber said to me when she woke me up yesterday was about that. She's like, Obama said he doesn't like Pokemon. Like, oh, my God. I saw on Twitter. I saw like one of
0: the best things where they're like, never mind if there is Russian collusion. We don't know yet. The fact that we got some guy in for another term and for eight years and didn't know that he didn't like Pokemon, how did this slip by the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> it's like holy shit! <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! So I'm um, gonna love know, the, the internet. internet's just on fire with that, but yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, go out and vote. It's important. Do your you know civic duty to to go out and vote. Um, and uh, you know, other than if you, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm of the, the the thing is, if you don't vote, like you can't really complain absolutely i mean you know you had the power to do something so if you're not gonna do it i mean that's up to you um anyways enough politics stuff because that stuff sucked um the rockstar interview <laughs> uh kind of had a little bit of fiasco so there's an interview between uh uh dan hauser and uh the team over at vulture um basically uh dan hauser who works for uh rockstar or no no, no sorry is it dan hauser that works for rockstar or is it dan hauser that works for vulture
1: Dan Houser for Rockstar. Oh, sorry, okay, He's so one of the yeah, for the Houser brothers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dan Houser uh, stated that they were working 100-hour weeks in 2018 for you know, Red Dead. Um, after that, the statement blew up um, all over the internet um, in very negative ways. And Houser came back and said that it was himself and two other writers that worked these long weeks and that it was for a three-week long period. Um, this is mainly for uh, script writing, um, correct? Right.
1: Yeah. So Getting the script completely finished up so they can continue on, you know? I mean, because you're going to hit a a point where – people can't do their jobs unless this part's done. You know, it, It's all a big domino yeah. effect. But
0: um, This has led to many people coming down on Rockstar uh, and the video game industry in general and calling for such things as unionizing the game industry. And we saw something similar to happen like this with, with Telltale. Um, now, right. Rockstar generally does not allow their employees to talk about work practices on social media or the inner workings of uh, Rockstar Games or any other studios. Uh, but that ban has now since been lifted. Uh, and that's employees-
1: not, just to clarify, that is not just a Rockstar thing. That's pretty common in a lot of different, uh, um, not even just game companies, but a, a lot of companies as a whole. So just yeah. to clarify.
0: Um, and most employees are saying that work practices at Rockstar have improved greatly since an event during the first Red Dead. Um, most of the tweets have been positive and glorifying the process this go around. Um, so
1: first of so- all... I'll Another break. little tidbit I wanted to throw in there, because no, I didn't realize no you way. were going to be reading this, or else I would have wrote it out better for you, sorry. No <laughs> but uh, uh, On the last Red Dead, there was a big issue where, uh, I mean, these employees were just putting in crazy hours, and actually a bunch of the wives of some of the developers um, wrote letters and went public with a bunch of the stuff going on, and it became this big fiasco. Um, and this gave uh rockstar a pretty bad image for a while as far as the how they treat their employees i mean obviously everybody still loves their games but um mm-hmm. uh, they they did have a pretty negative image there for a while um so that that was what the the big issue there was so that's why whenever they talk about it they they talk about it improving from where it has been in the past and that that was the main the main turning point when rockstar finally was like hey we gotta we gotta change something we can't do this well Um, for
0: sure and Telltale, i think telltale was honestly a different animal uh yeah it came down to basically um poor leadership At a high executive level and scaling too quickly to the point where – and honestly, the writing – like if most of the reviews from Telltale – or reviews, interviews, sorry, was that people basically saw the writing on the wall, which at that point, it's like, get out. Yeah. Like if you can see the writing on the wall, get out. Bail.
1: Bail. Yeah. Get the hell out.
0: With this kind of stuff, my thoughts on this is the industry, yes, has a problem I think and I believe with the hours to which you know companies right. put into projects and crunch time right before launch now there's a here's the thing I don't think the answer is unionizing I really don't no. people are going to call me you know you know whatever people say ah you, you don't want to you know unionizing is to protect the rights the problem with doing that is that everything is on a project by project basis, right? Uh, with these companies, and here's the thing: if Rockstar Games tomorrow put out three games and they were all shit, people wouldn't buy the next Rockstar game. Like right. this, this is how video games work is you know for the next, for all we know, the next Grand Theft Auto that they put out might be crap. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. However, i yeah, you know, I'm not banking on that, that could be right. <laughs> right. Like, look at Telltale; their first game made a shit ton of money. Their second game did decent for them, um, but they got themselves wrapped up in a ton of licenses, and ultimately people didn't want narrative you know, story tree-based games. Um, going forward, it was kind of a fad, right? Um, and that keeps things from like unions actually being properly run. Like A lot of people go to Telltale, and they say, well, if a union was here, it would have solved everything. If the problem already was that revenue was not coming in, The actual cost of a union is pretty fucking expensive.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To run
0: the cost of a union, you need representatives. You need to have basically a company within a company for just the employees. So there's costs associated with that, and those costs either come out of two things. One, they either come out of employees' pockets, right, as Mm -hmm. added insurance for their jobs and for their well-being, or it comes out of-
1: Which is typically where they come from. It's usually knocked off of the employee's salary.
0: Exactly. And then so it it either is going to produce an issue where there's lower salaries, which in some studios, like there is a big problem with people not getting paid that much for the work that they're putting into. The other side of this you have to see is like there's a problem with passion, right? Like passion is a fantastic thing in that when people put a ton of passion into a product – you can sense it. The reason why a Rockstar game is so good is because, from like you know a a stupid rock in the uh, on on a dirt road to you know the the overall environment and landscape that's been created, horse testicles shrinking, you know, and- testicle shrinking and all <laughs> that stuff. That you can see the passion that went into it. The problem with that is when people work on stuff like this, like whether it be video games, and I'm not an expert per se in this, but this is my own two cents on it after working in this stuff is working on video games working on animation movies tv shows any forms of those media and i know a lot of people that work in these different forms of media yeah everyone loves what they create because at the end of the day people get to see what they create and people enjoy and like a lot of these things change people's lives you know a lot of these things help People out in the in, in, in terrible times and, like, people look at video games as just entertainment, but a lot of people, it, it helps them. Like, dude, there's a lot of times, like, from properties that I've worked on in the past, people wrote in and say, like, it's helped them, you know, from suicide
1: even, which is right. insane. So, well, and in that vein, you know, it's an escape from reality. So, no, and sometimes that's that's all somebody needs. So, yeah. if they can find a game that they enjoy, and it gives them this escape from reality or whatever, I mean, I mean, absolutely, yeah, right, hundred percent.
0: And the problem is, is that the passion leads everything. And I think some company, I think, I think a company like Rockstar, and I, I've never worked for Rockstar. I don't work for it right now, but I think a company like Rockstar. I think they treat their employees good and I think Rockstar values passion in the way that passion is supposed to be valued where people are willing to put a lot of time into something because they're passionate about the project. I think that there are other gaming companies for sure that look at that passion and use it in a way to just get people to work longer on
1: things. Yeah, they, they use it to manipulate their employees.
0: Correct. I think right. that happens. That happens in a lot of jobs. It happens in a lot of industries in general. Oh, and absolutely. It happens a ton in the US specifically where people are just like, I'm working like, you know, sixty hour weeks, but you know, I'm only getting paid forty hours a week, right? Or I have this salary and now I'm have to work sixty hours a week and if I don't get it done, like I get fired. Right. Right? Like the, there is those threats to it. So I think that these companies, yes, that's a problem. I don't think unionization is the right way. Unionization. If you look at the movie and television industry, when the Telltale stuff came about, a lot of people discussed. You know, when the movie and television industry, the Motion Picture Academy went to, um, and and like the WGA, like the Writers Guild Association, went to um, unionization. They said that it helped out a lot. Here's what I've seen working with people that are in the the MPA and the WGA. When they send an invoice and we pay out or when we do work with them, like twenty five percent of what they're getting is going to health care within the union. Yeah. Yeah, there is it's there's a lot of takeaway from that, which is right. fine. If you yeah. value that, I get it. The problem is is that generally speaking you can shop around for health insurance and you can usually find a decent deal. Yeah. If you do your if you do your work. And unionization saying like you can't work over 40 hours. Most of these games, dude, no joke, Red Dead would be like a year back if people didn't haul their ass and put in oh, absolutely you know, ridiculous hours. And that's fine, right? But here's the problem, yeah. a lot of these companies now are public companies and video games are just like in the realm of animation, like someone like Pixar works on a film for like 4 years before it, it hits a theater. Right. Right? Here's the thing with that. They have to plan out. Then over those four years, they have to plan out projects in between those four years to create create repetition year right. over year. And like you know, some of these public companies like uh, Activision Blizzard or uh, 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 you know other one, even down to like Zynga, like smaller ones like mobile-based mm-hmm. stuff. Their whole goal every three months is to show you know higher earnings, is to show more revenue and to create a higher stock price up for their stock shareholders and the only way to do that is to consistently have products out. Right. Right? So it's I, I And the only way the, to
1: consistently have products out is by having funding and how you have funding is through your stockholders and like and to get it, it's a vicious cycle. Like yeah. it's definitely not a perfect system, but that's how not not even just the game industry works. That's how business works that's just well, the yeah. way it is i mean are publicly traded businesses I suppose. yes but
0: I, I mean i will say though the, the issue thing is is it comes down to to quality right and it's it's a right. it's a no there's no bar in well sorry th- there's a bar with everything that you do in video games where the next right. thing that you put out has to be better if it's not right. better it's just going to be yeah this is good right and this is good doesn't sell shit Like, this is good, just, you know, helps you do decent sales. Like, it needs to be, this is incredible, holy shit. Like, all the Red Dead stuff that comes out, like the horse's testicles. How many hours do you think somebody spent on that? Just getting, the like, the climate to to shrink the ball sack on the back of a horse. (laughs) Was it needed? Absolutely not. But guess what it done? The ball sack, the shrinking ball sack on a horse, on a fake horse, in a cowboy game, is now going to probably sell thousands and thousands and thousands of units just because people know the ball sack on their horse can, can shrink and they want to see it in person on their own Xbox or PlayStation. Right, That's the kind of I world think, we live in.
1: Well, and <clears throat> yeah, but before we go a little bit further into this, I, I wanted to read a couple of the tweets from some of the employees since that ban has been lifted. Yeah, go for it. So uh, this one is from Keith Thorburn um he says first off this was one of the most rewarding and least stressful projects i've worked on uh i know what epic crunch feels like but this was managed in a way that i felt happy and healthy um let me scroll down here to another one Uh, in the time that i've been at the studio work practices have definitely improved uh, Crunch on Red Dead Redemption 2 has definitely been a lot better than it was on GTA 5, where I was pulling a month of 70-plus hour weeks while being told by my boss at the time to go home. This That was from Phil Beveridge? Okay. Be- 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible with names. Uh, <laughs> this one is from Vivian Langdon. I have never worked more than maybe 50 hours a week, and that's a rare occurrence. But I generally work about two to six hours of paid overtime per week. Um, so this one's paying. from, yeah, good. yeah, Danny Bannister. Uh, I have been a rock star, or I have been at Rockstar for two years and worked on Red Dead Redemption 2. I've never worked anywhere close to 100 hours a week. There was some crunch, sure, but nothing ridiculous. We worked hard on the game, but we weren't being abused. I think. The most I did on Red Dead redemption was sixty for a week, and so and reading these yeah. tweets um i I work in i'm a, I'm in maintenance i'm I, I work in maintenance in the steel industry, and sixty hour weeks are not unheard of um nope. I do sixty-hour weeks right now, but I knew what I was signing up for, and, and yeah. I'm not saying that's inherently right. But no, yeah, I, I I'm practically on call. So if something breaks at my job and it needs to be fixed, I stay until it's fixed. That's just the way it is. And you get so paid for that too, absolutely,
0: which these guys do as well.
1: Right, exactly. And so in in this industry, I mean. Uh, It's tricky. It's a very fine line, you know, and but at the same time, like hiring more people isn't going to fix this problem either, because I mean, try try taking coding and passing it on to someone else. And trying to explain where you change code here to do this and this and this and this, like a lot of these people are doing a certain section of the game, oh, and it's not something teams. you can just pass on to someone else. It's not something that would transfer well that way. Thing you can't just have shifts of this, or you know, uh, we're gonna bring in some extra help. Uh, just getting somebody up to speed on what you're doing is going to take months and months and months and months. It's yep. just there's there's so many different things that. Um, like, people try to, you know, oh, well, they need more employees. Well, that's that's not going to fix it. I mean, more more people looking at one problem is not necessarily going to fix it. That's not a, a catch-all fix for problems. And uh, I, there's, there's so many different things in this story that – and <clears throat> mind you, uh, Dan Hauser is huge in this company. Like, I can't remember exactly what his title is, and I should have looked that up before we started this, but um, – I mean, he's he's one of the big wigs at this company, and so for him to say he's working hundred-hour weeks, like, and I mean, for yeah. a three-week time, yeah, you'll have that. That's kind of part of well, being he's one of the
0: creators of Rockstar.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah, he's like, I, his
0: shit, he's pulling his weight.
1: Absolutely, like, and him that's and, him and
0: his brother. I think are worth a hundred million dollars or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's unreal, and and so yeah, I mean, if if. If he's passionate about what he's doing and wants to put in those hours, absolutely. And it from everything that the most of these employees are coming out and saying, like it, it doesn't seem like that was being passed down to them. He's not saying, "Hey, you guys have to be here." I mean, I, I'm sure, like you said earlier, you know, that they, they do tug probably probably a little bit on those passion heart or uh, heart strings, but it's like I don't
0: even I know, mean... man. At the same time, everyone that I've ever seen. At Rockstar, like even to QA, like I know some guys and mm-hmm. everyone's pretty passionate about what oh, they're yeah. working on. And All by
1: themselves. And the, and and that's and the and it shows, shows in their TV, product.
0: Yeah, like the environment team is going to have to haul ass like a couple months before, you know, the QA team gets into it. Like right. everything's like – It's a big has, domino effect. Not, yeah, I think the problem is is that there's a lot of fans out there and I get it. Video game fans are fantastic
1: people. A lot right. of them have great ideas, and a lot of. We're also been- shitheads from time to time. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of <laughs> ideas have been
0: put into the industry, which is fantastic, right? And they've helped with a lot of things, and there's a lot of power in that. Like, look how a lot of changes EA is making is simply because right. people are like, you can't do stuff like that from a business perspective, from the project man- management perspective. There's not like 200 people in a rockstar studio all working 100 hour weeks. Right. But that's not how. No. One, absolutely. Dan Hauser owns a company. It shows how Dan Hauser gives so much shit about Rockstar that he's willing to put a hundred-hour week into it. Okay. Because right. it's his life's work. It's this company, and they've grown the company to something that is an astounding creation uh, on the face of this earth in terms of video games. Like you, they can stick a sticker that says Rockstar on something, and they'll go make a billion dollars off it. This game's gonna make a billion dollars. Oh, easy. This game's gonna make a shit ton of money. Right. Yep. But that's not even the part. Not only is he gonna make a shit ton of money, the part that Rockstar doesn't even give a shit about right now is yes, they care about the money from a business perspective, but at the end of the day they want people to enjoy their games. And all these right. teams work in sequence or sorry, not in sequence. They all work out of sequence and then they culminate everything together when they need to use each other. So, you know, at the first starting months for conceptualization of this, people are probably pulling long ass hours of what is Red Dead 2? What what would that look like? You know, what's the, the project managers mapping this project out? we're probably working stressful fucking hours before anybody got their hands on this mapping out what the project looks like, you know, what needs to be done, what needs to be completed, all these things like QA is probably busting their balls right now, making sure every little thing is okay before launch, right? And, and then having to squish bugs with the rest of the uh, dev team, like, <laughs> Every one of individual points has to haul their ass in in, in certain things. What I will say is when projects launch and projects go out, almost all of these companies celebrate. They give back to their employees in a good way. Yeah, they get bonuses. you and on launch bonuses, they get launch bonuses. These people are being paid for the overtime too. If they weren't being paid,
1: that would be a different, different story. story. Here's yeah. the problem though. They're being if compensated Houser, for what they work.
0: If Dan Hauser still put a hundred hours in, who gives a shit? He owns fucking Rockstar. Like, am I supposed to feel bad for Dan Hauser putting in a hundred hour week when the guy's worth a hundred million dollars? Right. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Does Dan no. Hauser even give a shit that he's putting a hundred hours in for the week? No. Probably not. Because he's gonna make a shit ton of money when this game launches. Yeah. And that's not absolutely. what he cares about. I'm not saying that's what Dan cares about no. in any regards. I'm just saying People have such a fucking hate right now for any studio where anyone writes one thing, and they, it just gets overblown.
1: Absolutely, to and
0: to the fucking nines, to where everyone starts right. attacking shit, and it becomes this mob mentality with every fucking issue nowadays. Not even in video games, just in in general. And,
1: yeah, in all industries, and that's the thing. Like, this is not exclusive to. Gaming, and that seems to be kind of what they're trying to make it out to be. Like it's just a gaming issue. Like oh, there's crunch sure. elsewhere. I mean, there's plenty of crunch no, in different jobs Pixar and star
0: employees. Oh yeah, Ask them absolutely. What it's like before Incredibles two launched.
1: Oh yeah, I know it, guys just... at
0: DreamWorks that put in easily hundred hours. Right. Just to get the stuff you know sent off for yeah. review to the Motion Picture Rating Academy to be rated. Like there's – everyone hauls their ass in these things and video games is one of – like video games are so fucking difficult to make. You're making a right. movie, a book, a fucking album, like a soundtrack album and a whole fucking – and on top of that, you're you're trying to fit them all together and synchronizing them so that they tell the story beautifully through the three means of, 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 of creation of those three pillars. Right. Like, To do that is fucking insane. Add in the fact that you're trying to create realism, which is what Rockstar Games are. Yeah. And you've added a fourth element that is just insane. And they managed to do it every single time. And they've created a wonderful company of it. So I have no fucking problem with the comments that they said. Right. People need to chill the fuck out with the unionization stuff, to be honest with you. Well,
1: and the other thing is that the interview from Vulture, it just – Th- there was no follow-up question it's almost like he said that and well, then there was right? like a chunk there was like a chunk of the interview missing either that or uh, he just like well uh, i'm just uh, there's both sides. Right, right what i'm Dan, saying though is yeah. there's uh, he said it and if it was that big of a deal the way he said it then you would have – there There should have been a follow-up question. There should have been something.
0: Nobody wants to do follow-up shit because they want – like, Dan didn't fucking mean what he said.
1: Exactly. He and that's the put, thing. He
0: forgot to I put in this yeah, when I was Yeah, I've writing. been
1: putting it right. Which,
0: all, and if that was the piece, Vulture would have been like, Dan Hauser puts in 100 hours on the story and people are like, this is going to be a fucking sweet game. Right. It would have that. changed the whole context they didn't of give it. a shit. Absolutely. all they wanted to fucking do was sit there and go, oh, shit. And right. then hold it to themselves, and then well, fucking that was their title.
1: The gaming industry is constantly looking for someone to hang. They, uh, are, yeah. it's it's just unreal. And I don't know if some of it has to do with because video games are surrounded by this online. Like you have your, your online persona, you have your own. Your it's almost like your keyboard commandos. Like nobody knows who the fuck you actually are, but you can be this loud vocal majority or minority or whatever but at the same time like i i don't know what happened over time to give this sense of not not even just like anger towards people in the industry but there's also this sense of entitlement um in gamers and i i don't understand where gamers got this this i mean they're constantly like sharpening their pitchforks and just dowsing their torches in gasoline like it, it's yeah. unreal
0: oh, and mean. People come in there. They, you know, the internet has evolved from you know IGN just giving a review to now IGN like streaming stuff. To, and I'm not blaming IGN at all. I'm just giving. I'm no. just giving right. a, a just brief round basically all the shit that's evolved from it. You have forums like you know Reddit. Um, right. You have you know Discord channels. All these different fucking things where means of communication are so quick. And then you have people that just spread fake ass rumors. Yeah. Because they want to be oh, fucking yeah. important. There's and fake I, rumors I mean, all the time. People are gonna time. call me an asshole. But honest to God. Most of the rumors that people put out there, bullshit. They're just fucking oh, doing it to act like they're important, like they either right. know somebody, or they want to act like they're in the industry, right? In some way, and that may be an asshole thing for me to say, like, hey, you know, they're just jealous, like they're not in it, and they just want to be a dick about it. But oh yeah. To, to be honest with you, like, that's that's I worked in PR for some stuff, for some video games, for some well-known stuff, and a lot of the time, rumors and stuff like that would come out it was people just being dicks to be dicks. Yeah. Because they didn't either like something about it or they think that they're better at creating something. And they could very well be. That's fantastic. But you, that's not the fucking right way to go about it.
1: No. You don't be an asshole not.
0: to try and prove if you're better than somebody else. You fucking do the work. You get in. You prove yourself through your work, not through your fucking stupid words. Like, that's just right. absurd. But I don't, I don't know how far this goes. Like, I don't know if there's going to be this unionization. I think that's... A terrible I, fucking thing for the game I industry.
1: I doubt it. Uh, honestly, it, it would take unionize, way too...
0: Say goodbye to indie studios.
1: Oh, yeah. No uh, indie studios won't survive. survive.
0: All no. you're going to do is all the people complain about EA, uh, Activision, all the, you know, the big three or that's four all or That's, five, gonna that's, that's all that's going to be there that's left. That's all that's going to fucking be there. And all the indie titles, because the, the, the argument might be, well, well, they'll still make indie studios. Okay, well, they will. And then indie studios will get to a point where all their employees will go, well, what the fuck? We want to have a union, but then the like, guys... Uh, we don't have enough money to sufficiently run a union because a union isn't something that you're like, guys, we just have enough this money to run a union, like this year to run a union. It's got to be like, guys, we can now run this union for fucking 15 years based yeah. on this allocated revenue because otherwise you get yourself into a world of fucking problems. Oh, and absolutely. there is no fucking way that any public company like Activision, like v- Blizzard Activision is going to is gonna do a union. No fucking way. The no. stock would plummet. People would fucking leave. Not fucking happening. Yeah. So I, I just I don't understand where it's gonna be. I'd like to see I'm seeing a bunch of keyboard warrior stuff like you're saying. I'd like to yep. actually see if people are actually gonna take action and, and try to put some shit forward uh, for unionization of it. You know, go for it. Um, right. I I think it's gonna be met with soft sounds because honestly, I just I just don't understand like where people are going with a union's going to fix it. It's fucking not. No. What what fixes it is creating better products for companies. Um, I do think there's problems in the industry where indie studios don't get enough exposure like they should, and that's oh, primarily absolutely. our faults as well. Like, right. how many times do we say on this show some indie game? We don't. We talk about the big shit, and why? Because that's old people fucking care about. Right. Nobody for the next nine days, nobody gives a shit about any indie game. They're only gonna care about Red Dead Redemption.
1: Yep. And yep. that's
0: fine. That's the that, free market. that's, that's the, the power un- of yeah, free
1: but that's the unfortunate part about it for us. I mean, I would love to talk about every single indie game out there, you know, and give those guys exposure, yeah. but and it's you like know
0: what we should maybe do
1: like an indie like show Case of sorts? I don't
0: know, you know, maybe you think about doing that. But let's talk <laughs> yeah. about that another time and figure it out because I, okay. I like to show off other people's oh, absolutely, because there's yeah. gems that oh, absolutely I, just slip by or, or don't and get and not
1: press. even some of the indie games that you know blew up like uh, Celeste or uh, no, Shovel yeah, Knight or anything stuff. like that. Yeah, like your your smaller stuff and 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 there there are some gems out there that just don't get the recognition that uh, they should. Absolutely, another little tidbit on that. On that, um, uh, sorry, the the Rockstar thing, it, the Hauser brothers don't do interviews very often at all, right. and this is not going to Probably help that at that all. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. Like anything out of context can be fucked up. I mean that that well, that's just not the even just
0: that man. The big what I what I've like I've heard for some guys that are, are pretty high up or whatever and work for some big studios, like some massive massive studios. The Once you become rock star level, okay, in terms of a company, any interview that you do, it's one to showcase a product to be like, yeah, here's a product and, you know, here's a game plan. Right. Because that's what gamers want to see. Anytime that you sit down and you do an interview, there's no motive to help you with no. the interview at that point. The interview no. is just either a moot point where you're just kind of showing face and being like, hey, yeah, you know, like we – we have been working hard on the game. The game's coming out here. This is when it's launching. Right. Here's a quick gameplay trailer of a game, right? That's fine. When Dan are out into to this, hang you. When Dan went into this, and I'm not attacking Vulture in any way. No. Uh, I'm just right. saying, like, just game interviews in general from what I've seen so far, is when Dan sits down with them, what the fuck is that interview going to offer to Dan that Dan right. can already <laughs> obtained himself yeah. from a tweet? So he has a bigger audience than what
1: Vulture has. Correct. I mean, so, for fuck's sakes.
0: Correct. So if one thing goes wrong during that interview, example, this sentence in which the word "I" was not, yeah. you know, placed properly Proper. right. in the sentence, and that is, you know, that's a mess up on Dan. To be honest with you, in oh sentence. yeah, and it's probably like fuck like oh absolutely like, like he meant to say it but i wish i you know whatever right in that instance there's nothing more to offer them because they've already walked into a situation where everything that they're offering is the gain of vulture right so and if there's one negative thing boom you got to fucking run with it and i get it right. it's fucking press i fucking oh, get yeah, it oh yeah that's and how it works for all we know too vulture could have sat there and been like oh shit like you know that's what we meant right that that right. could have been a, that could have been a thing but here's the fucking thing. Exactly to your point. Why don't we ask again?
1: Yeah. Reiterate.
0: It's Dan fucking something. Hauser. Yeah. The guy's worth a shit ton of money, and he owns Rockstar Games. Do we really think Dan Hauser would say something like, "Man, I'm so fucking glad I made everybody work a hundred hours in this <laughs> exactly on this
1: game"? He's, he's not a fucking idiot by any means, and no. the fact that Rockstar has already had this bad publicity in the past for the work practices. Oh. He There's no fucking, fucking chance way. in hell yeah. he would go into an interview and purposely say something like that. It was clearly a slip of the tongue and and didn't mean to mean it in that yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, people misspeak all the fucking time. It happens. That's the oh, way it sure. is. And but the thing is, he is under a microscope. Rockstar is under a microscope. And people, that's exactly it's why. you
0: don't do interviews. And that's why exactly. they don't do it. And that's just, why they don't. There's and no benefit to being it, under the microscope.
1: It'll be six years before we get another interview from Dan Hauser. And it will not be from Vulture, I can fucking tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, seriously. Uh, I it's mean, that's, just... it's, it's, it's done so. Maybe Dan Hauser will come on our podcast. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll bring
1: Dan on here. Just shoot the shit. <laughs> He'd be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Dan, come on. No one's we've done, hear we've about talked this. about
1: a lot of Red Dead we're really excited. Yeah, let's has been an hour on
0: horse testicles. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Regardless, you're exactly right. The fucking it's become malicious bullshit. Oh yeah. And it's like it's, once you once you hit this level, people don't do interviews and then everyone bitches like I haven't seen an interview blah blah blah. It's like okay, well, I wonder why? Because yeah, of this. Exactly.
1: Shit. Exactly.
0: Why. Oh Jesus. Anyways, <laughs> Red Dead comes out on. Uh, I knew 26. that'd be a hot one. We are so excited for Red Dead. Um, I Absolutely, cannot wait. we're going to be deep diving into it that night on the twenty sixth. Fuck yes, sure for hours. <laughs> oh yes, my wife um, is going to
1: hate me on Saturday.
0: Same with Janelle. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Dan House is going to be fucking proud of us for putting so many. Fu- I'm going to put hundred fucking hours into Red Dead.
1: Fuck yeah! <laughs> at least
0: I'm gonna fucking pull a Dan Houser and put a hundred hours into this fucking game in the first, you know, my first week. week. <laughs> <In> a week. <laughs> oh, <dear laughs> shit. Um. No, we're so excited for that. Um. We'll. I, I mean, it's gonna be a long fucking time until we can properly do a review on it. I mean, oh, we're absolutely. talking at least. I, yeah. I. In my mind, at least a couple weeks. Maybe we'll do mm-hmm. a progressionary review where we. Yeah, we'll we do a, uh, like, in hey, progress we've put, for you know, 200 sure. Two hundred hours into this. You know, here's her fucking review. Whatever. Um,
1: my eyes are bleeding, and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are bleeding, <laughs> and
0: this is fantastic.
1: Um, <laughs> the callus on my thumbs is about an inch thick now. Exactly. It's so good.
0: Uh, aside from that, what are you playing this weekend? Odd weekend because you're coming over to my house for Halloween party.
1: Yeah, man. Saturday.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know what that means.
1: Yeah, drinking uh, and.
0: You have to bring Mario Party.
1: I was going to ask you about that earlier when we talked. Oh, no I need was to totally going to bring Mario Party. I'm just going to bring my whole Switch because I think I'm going to pick up uh, the Jackbox Games 5 pack as well. Give me another party game. So. Wow,
0: you can just use my dock, sir.
1: Yeah. Now I'll just yeah. have to bring just just my actual Switch. Bring, uh, yeah, bring some extra yeah. icons in that. So I guess that's what we're playing we'll will do. This. We'll do. We're doing that. Yeah, and then
0: on Sunday, I want to rip some Forza 4 with you yeah we'll
1: rip some Forza I'll probably play some Call of Duty in there too um obviously I, I I need to get into it and figure out what the fuck it's all about and if uh <laughs> if it's as good I as bought. yeah what the fuck did I do uh no <laughs> no <laughs> get in there and uh see if I regret my purchase because if I do like now would be the time to trade it in and get my money back nice. or at least most of you, know what so you <laughs> won't regret
0: purchasing In fact, you don't even have to purchase it because it's – you like that segue? Yeah, that's a beautiful segue. I'm on You're goddamn
1: good at this, man. (laughs) What
0: you won't regret is heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y to get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. That, again, is audibletrial.com slash diggity. You get access to over 180,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. They are the sponsor of this show they help make things happen. And uh, for that, we were ever grateful for books that read to you. So thank you so much, Audible. <laughs> um, you know, what a time to be alive. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Uh, oh, shoot. You know what? We didn't even plug our personal...
1: We didn't even plug ah! ourselves.
0: Okay. You can follow me at Jeff J. Zuck, J-E-F-F-J-Z-U-K on Twitter. Um, mm.
1: Follow me like on Twitter you. at B-R-O-D-Y-F-U-L-T-Z. Yeah.
0: I think on Instagram I'm like J J James or something. I something. Stupid. I'm Brody Fultz so I'm gonna, across the board. I'm gonna, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call right now. I'm gonna change myself to Jeff, maple Diggity, Jeff, Jeff J Diggity or something like that. I don't know something like that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we could plug your Xbox stuff. You can find me on Xbox yeah. uh, Maple Jeff. That's uh, Maple like maple syrup and then Jeff J E F.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've adopted Luscious Brody, thanks to Jeffrey here. Um, and it's Luscious like Luscious and Brody like Brody. So. Or,
0: as some people mispronounce, Lucius.
1: Lucius. Lucius Brody. that would be fine.
0: Um, you can leave a review. It helps out a ton for the show. You can leave reviews on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. Subscribe to us on uh, on all major podcast outlets that you listen to. I think we're on iHeartRadio now, too, which I don't know who... Yeah uses that, but we're on iHeartRadio, which is kind of crazy. Um, but <laughs> We're uh, everywhere, yeah, we're, man. We're on like, Stitcher, TuneIn. We also have a YouTube channel, Diggity Gaming. Right now, we just post our podcast to it, but I think we're planning some stuff. where We're probably going to put some Let's Plays and some material out there, yeah. you know, probably in the holiday season. Um, right. But we're Next couple start, months, we'll be working yeah, on it. We're going to start talking about that and planning some stuff out. Um, yeah, leave a review. It helps out in two ways. It lets us know um, how we're doing on the podcast, what we need to change, so we can change it to... Uh, you know be better for the community here and uh until next time guys we will see you for the tuesday show see you